What's going on, guys? Welcome to episode 16 of Off the Post Boston Sports with me and Carter. Uh, it's been a while. How you doing, bud? Many, many months have passed, and yet we are back, and we have things to talk about. We have a lot to talk about. Uh, me and Carter both want to apologize, guys. We've tried to get on here multiple times. It's just a lot of stuff with everything going on, and the lack of stuff to talk about has kind of put a damper on everything. But we're back. I got some big news from the NHL today that the facilities will be fully open on July 10th. How do you feel about that, Carter? Is that fully open just to the players and trainers, or will fans be able to go and watch practices and things like that? Just the medical staff, the trainers, coaches, and players. I think that's great news. I think, you know, with you know the news coming out about the new 2014 playoff format and things just getting started up again, I think that's great news. I think um, – It'll be great to see just how, you know, just how regulated everything is and just how I, I don't think it'll really affect um, the players too much. I think they'll, they're just happy to get back into the swing of things and, and get back on the ice, see the teammates again. And I think uh, team chemistry will go through the roof. I, I think it absolutely will. The biggest thing that I'm seeing a lot of complaints about, and I'm going to let you speak to it first. How do you feel about the NHL playoff format that they're going to enter, in, implement? Well, it's weird. I've seen, I've, I've heard the argument for both for for both for and against it, and I I do think it's odd that you know having the regular season end, you know, cutting it off is fine. Um, and with the Bruins winning the President's Trophy, ordinarily, you know, in in a typical playoff format, they would have the number one seed in the first round by. But now they have to play a round robin tournament to to fight for a number one seed, which if they don't pick up on their momentum from three four months ago, they might not they might not end up with the number one seed uh and that they will have won the president's trophy essentially for essentially for nothing correct um, but i think i mean it's interesting it's 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 a new taste of of a different kind of playoff and it'll be interesting to see how it plays out i'm i'm, I'm not all for this i'm not all for it but i'm not completely against it either and see i'm on this side right now to where i'm like you're damned if you do you're damned if you don't if you don't, it, it's so torn. You're going to have teams really happy. You're going to have teams really mad. I think the upside to the Bruins or to all those top four teams is while these other teams are battling to get to the next round, you're going to be able to play the top four teams in the Eastern Conference, or if you're the Bruins, you're playing against the top three teams in the Eastern Conference in a non-elimination format for seeding. I'm a big fan of that due to the fact that, yeah, it might cost us the first round. It, you know, that may be an issue. But on the upside is you're going to be able to play these good teams without getting eliminated. It's a good point. I never, I never actually considered that. The fact that, yeah, you do get to go up against the best before you move on, you, before you inevitably move on to the next round regardless. Because before I heard about the round robin, I was completely against it because I thought the Bruins were going to have to just sit there, let a team play a full series, five games, seven games, three games, whatever it ends up being or was or is. Um, you had the opportunity to sit there and rest while another team actually gets back into action, which is going to benefit them in the long run while you're sitting there. So once I heard the round robin, I was like, all right, cool, let's do this. Yeah, that's 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 a really good point. I I never actually considered that. So good on you, Brandon Gagnon. I mean, you've got you've got Patrice Bergeron and Marshan. They were at the arena the other day. I think the chemistry aspect 
is going to take a little bit of time, but I don't think it will take as much time as people are concerned about. Um, to your point, Carter, my biggest concern, the hot goalie wins the Stanley Cup. Is Tuka going to be able to come back and play like he's been playing? Is the top line going to be able to – is Pasta going to be able to pump goals in like he was? We don't know. It could be a slump. Timing could be off. And we could get knocked out in the our real first round. You just – you don't know. But, again, it, you're at the point now where you got to do something to get it back. Yeah, exactly. Like, like you, I mean, this like we've said thousands of times, this is a, a scenario that no one's encountered before. No one's had to, to, to sit for three and a half months and then go play in the playoffs. It's, you know, you have no idea how any team is going to react to this, whether that be pasta going – Going cold, Tuca can't save a beach ball. We have no idea what's going to happen. Tuca could come out completely rested and seeing the the puck better than he ever has. Pasta could be could be well rested and just finding pockets in the back of the net, all left and right. So we really have no idea what the outcome is going to be until we see the first game. You're correct. Now I've also had people I've seen comments say, "Well, if you win the cup, it's tainted. Uh, there's going to be an asterisk ne- next to it." Think about this, folks. This playoff format is the hardest playoff format there has ever been because there are more teams involved in it. If you're a team that was already going to be in the playoffs, like guaranteed a playoff spot, period, you have nothing to worry about with it being quote-unquote tainted. If you are a team that was out of the playoffs but got welcomed into this new format and you win it, I could see the possibility or the question of, hey, a team that wasn't going to make the playoffs at all, did due to what happened I, I could see that conversation but if you're the Bruins you won the cup that's your cup and, and you won period yeah I I actually am I'm looking forward to, to next season when they raise that 2019-2020 President's Cup uh, banner oh uh, yeah that's that's gonna be nice now do we have any idea Carter I haven't seen it read it if it's gonna if training camp's gonna open fully July 10th, I believe they said the first round would kick off towards the end of July. Do they have an idea of when the next season is going to start? I think they may run into a similar situation that that Major League Baseball is in right now with the NHLPA uh, and trying to figure out it might be, have to be a shortened season next season or you're just going to have to play through it and essentially play two full seasons back to back. Uh, with with a very very short off season, which would be hard on the players, but I think you could get the argument for some of the players arguing that hey, you know, if this is what it takes to get back on track, and I'm, I'm I'm willing to put my body on the line a little bit like that, then you're gonna have a, a you know I think a plethora of other players arguing that hey, you know, I can't put my body through this. This isn't what I'm built to do. Uh, we're gonna have to have a shortened season, and we might with with Batman's shaky, shady history. I think we we could be seeing a potential lockout for next season if, if I could, they can't uh, get an agreement on that. I agree with that. Now, one thing that I think should happen, and I don't know if you've thought of it this way as well, every single year the NHL has to compete with the NBA when it comes to playoffs and viewership and uh, TV rights, certain channels. They always have to – the NBA playoffs and the NHL playoffs are always together because I'll never forget as a Boston fan it's always been fun because on Monday – You'd have the Celtics game two. And on Tuesday, you'd have the Bruins game three. And for like a whole week, it was Celtics, Bruins, Celtics, Bruins. I think it would be smart for the NHL to wait a month or two going into next year and not delaying it, but just 
not starting up right away. Give them the time off they deserve. And then when your playoffs start, the NBA playoffs are getting over with. So there's nothing else on TV to watch besides playoff hockey during the week. Yeah, and then we can prove Max Kellerman wrong why uh... – Oh. <laughs> I, I – uh, we'll that... breeze past that because that's a whole other podcast in itself. But I want to I want to ask you what you think about because because we know we 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 all know that the Boston Pride were one game away from an Isabel Cup uh, championship. Do you think I have I have no idea? Do you know at all if that game will will eventually be played? I was told by Mallory, and this was a couple months ago, that they were just going to play that one game. Um, I haven't heard, I haven't talked to her for a little while, so I don't know. Um, I think it needs to be played. I mean, it's one game. Um, but then again, it goes back to what do you do? Do you just get them at the facility to skate around a little bit? And then two days or two weeks later, play one game and then that's it. Like that, that, that's hard. Um, they just like any other sport, they deserve to finish the season. Um, they deserve to have the opportunity to host the cup in Boston. Uh, they deserve all that, but I don't know if they're going to have that opportunity. It's definitely going to be interesting to see what the NWHL does uh, with that in terms of timing and facilities and, and player training. Cause like, as, as we all know, these, these women all have jobs that I'm sure some of them have been furloughed from. Some of them have been doing from home and, they have to figure they have to figure all of that out as well. So it's going to be interesting to see what happens with the NWHL. Um, I know they had their draft, like everything. I, I do like how everything has still continued to go. Uh, some people were against the NFL draft happening. I was very pleased it happened. I, I thought it was well well done, well put together. Um, don't say anything wrong with it. The the women's hockey league had their draft. Uh, baseball had their draft, which I. Don't, I'll be honest, guys, you can question me all day about the baseball draft, and I won't be able to answer anything about it. Because <laughs> um, there's so yeah. 900 rounds and 7,000 picks. So we and they're all, high school, they're all high school kids. So I, uh, I'm glad to see that that stuff continued to go on, because let's be honest, without any of that or any sports, I mean, me and Carter have been sitting here dying to get back on and, and do a podcast, post stuff, be active, give you guys content, and uh, – keep the page rolling, but unfortunately it, it, it's hard. It's really hard. You can only post so much about COVID. <laughs> um, the word COVID, I'm done hearing about it. Like it's, it's difficult in a sports world, a sports page, players, families. It's, it's different. So glad it's getting back uh, to answer your question. And, and long story, I hope they do get to play the one more game. Um, I know you're super excited. Um, Seems like soccer's picking up everywhere. Soccer is pretty much coming back. I think it's going to be the first sport that's going to be back around the world. Uh, it's been back in Germany for a while, in, in the Netherlands. Uh, it's it's uh, The Premier League in England is coming back in, I think, a week uh, or six days. Yeah, just about on the 17th. Uh, and Major League Soccer just uh, announced that they're going to be having uh, a, a, a MLS's back tournament uh, that's going to be played entirely uh, at Disneyland or Disney. Which one's in Florida? Is Disney World in Florida? Yeah, yeah. They're going to be playing. Well, they're going to be playing in Orlando, and it's going to be a six-group tournament that's going to be sort of like it's going to be played like the World Cup. And, and the, the Revolution actually drew a relatively favor, favorable group. They're going to be playing against uh, 
uh, Toronto FC, Montreal Impact, and DC United, which are all great, great teams, but they're not, they're definitely right around where the New England Revolution are talent wise. And I think the Revolution have the upper hand coaching with Bruce Arena. So, and this, this was supposed to be Bruce Arena's first full season coaching with the New England Revolution and still will be now that the, now that the, uh, the season is, is going to be returning. Uh, However, you know, is his first two games were, were cut short after, you know, everything shut down. But it will definitely be interesting to see how this tournament is played out. And I think the players will respond positively to it because it is like a World Cup style tournament where you're going to ha- end up having a round of 16 after the group stages. Um, and then you're going to be moving on in a tournament style and, and then there will be declared a winner. But uh, it's going to be really, really exciting to see how uh, the revolution do. And it's going to be great to see Major League Soccer back. Yeah. Um you know way more of it than I do. Carter's had to fill me in on a lot with soccer. I've never really been a soccer-watching person, but uh, since it has been one of the few sports that have come back, I've tuned into some games. What I'm wondering, I'm wondering if the NHL is going to do what, um, or even the NBA, I don't know about them, but uh, I'm wondering if any of these leagues are going to go ahead and pump crowd noise in, like so soccer's doing, which one is of the amazing. Things, yeah. One of the things that I've seen, I've, I've been watching a lot of the Bundesliga, which is the German premier uh, soccer league. And at the start of, you know, when they first started playing games, because the, the Bundesliga, when they first started, had eight, um, eight weeks left in their season. Uh, the first couple of games that I watched on TV, there were, it was no crowd noise, no, no pumped in crowd noise. It was just the game. And it was, I think it's really wonderful to see uh, no crowd noise, uh, just because when you, when you, when you're watching a game and you hear crowd noise, you don't hear the amount of communication that goes on. You don't hear how hard they're hitting the ball. Uh, you don't hear the direction from the coaching staff. It's, 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 it looks like everything they do is perfect because you can't hear the amount of communication that goes on. And it's really interesting to see, you know, like I just said, you know, how, how often these, like, for instance, the goalkeepers communicating to the back line, how, how loud the coaching is and uh, just the direction that they go. And I think it's really, I think it's a unique opportunity for fans to hear what it's really like down on the field. I'm going to let you answer this. Jimmy on the Facebook says revs will do well as arenas as coach. I wholeheartedly agree. I think you look at where the revolution, where where, where the re- revolution were, excuse me, at the midway point through last season, they were, I think they were, they were tied for dead last. <laughs> Bruce, Arena, Bruce Arena came in and with half the season to go and brought them to uh, brought them to a playoff spot at the end of the season. Something that was it was almost St. Louis Blues esque. Uh, unfortunately, in their first round, they got uh, they had to match up against Atlanta United, which is the best team in Major League Soccer at the moment, um, and got knocked out in a in a very valiant effort in the first round in Atlanta, one of the hardest places to play. In Major League Soccer, so I, I I would have to agree with him. I think the Revs are going to do very well if Bruce Arena sticks around long term uh, with him as head coach. He also said uh, to make it more interesting with possible no fans, add stuffed animals and mascots. Yeah, they were doing that in the uh, the Japanese baseball league. Oh. They were putting stuffed animals behind home plate. Yeah, but did you see what they got yelled at for? I did not. They actually put porn dolls with clothing on, but they were porn dolls all throughout the crowd. I did hear about that, yes. actually. So, 
They uh I heard I heard that that was an accident though. Whoever ordered them made a mistake. I mean, I, I don't see how you make a mistake ordering those because they should pretty much tell you exactly what they are <laughs> and the website that you're on ordering them from. <laughs> but we'll give the guy a pass on that. I'm just the messenger, but I oh yeah, I'll give him a pass. I think it's I think it's a valiant effort. Um I just to kind of move into football. Um I don't know if you guys speaking have no- of, Yeah, speaking of football, let's talk about football. Yes, yeah, speaking of football, football. Um, not going to get on the topic a lot because I'll be frank with you guys. I really don't want to carry on with Tom Brady talk, but I don't know if you guys have noticed this man is so much more vocal on social media, the news, everything since he left new England, it was like he was wrapped under a blanket in new England and wasn't allowed to do a whole lot on social media. And he's even come out and made the comment that he chose the division with Drew Brees, because he wants to beat Drew Brees twice. One of his exact quotes was, Drew Brees can take some of my stats, but he's not going to take my division. And I thought that was a really bold statement by that man. I I think it just speaks to to who Tom Brady is. We talked about when we were still speculating where he was going to go, the chip that's been on Tom Brady's shoulder. What, What else could he possibly have to prove? And there's... You know, there's the uh, the naysayers that say Drew Brees is, is is the goat over Tom Brady, and I think he's heard them. Yeah, I think they he's 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 read the stats and he's he's looked at that and he said, you know what, he might you know he might have more. I don't know. I think it's all time passing yards or something like that. You know, he might have this stat on me, but I so I need I I guess I got to prove to the people that think Drew Brees is better than me. I got to beat him twice. Now, part of me per the draft. So just to slide over to the draft a little bit, I was very pleased with the draft. Um, was not upset with it at all. Do you think they took a shot at Rob Gronkowski by bringing in three new tight ends? Three? No, I don't think it was a shot at Rob Gronkowski. What I think it was was a knee-jerk reaction to what this past season was. It was no tight ends, essentially. No disrespect to who we had. But I just don't – I think that was Bill Belichick saying, holy cow, we have no one. We really don't have a pass blocker. We don't have somebody who can really make plays at the tight end position. So let's 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 load up, see what we get after after rookie camps, and if anyone's a fit, then we got then we got a new tight end. But in the meantime, we really don't have anyone. And then we kept getting hit with injuries. We don't have a full. We 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 just signed a fullback. I'm blanking on his name, but we don't have. We we, we lost a lot, and and uh, I think this was the Patriots' reaction to that. So it's funny because even during COVID, guys, remember, I'm in North Carolina. I've got a Red Sox, the Patriots, and a Bruins sticker on the back of my truck. And uh, I was going to wash my car, and a guy walked up and said, how are you handling the offseason? I was like, good. He's like, you going to take that Patriot sticker off and turn it into a Tampa Bay sticker? I was like, nope. He goes, well, how does it feel without Brady? And he was a Panther fan. I said, how does it feel never to win a Super Bowl in 25 years? So I was able to get that little shot in. But Brady came off one of his worst years. I'm not doubting the man. I'm not saying that if he was still with us that I wouldn't be able to say the same thing. I don't think you're going to see a huge fall off. I really don't. Um, We stacked up in the draft on defense, very, very heavy on defense. We brought in Marquise Lee, the receiver, um, and Jared Stidham. I'm a firm believer that Bill trusts this guy and is comfortable with this guy. I, I'm not believing the riffraff of hearing these talks that um, that Hoyer may be the starter week one. 
Jules is practicing and some other receivers with Stidham right now. Um, I don't think we're going to be that bad. I could see a 10 and six season still possibly winning the division or making a wild card. But the fact that a lot of people think that they're going to fall off the face of the earth due to him being gone. I'm not there yet. Yeah. What we know is that here's, here's what we know. We know that Bill Belichick will tailor his offense to who he has taking snaps. Yeah. He's going to he's going to start tailoring his offense to Jared Sidham. He's not going to completely change the playbook, but he's going to tailor it to what he has available to him. What we also know is Brian Hoyer is a is a playbook guy. He, if you remember the role that he played in in the Super Bowl Fifty Three over the Rams, he essentially was was the was the primo scout quarterback and helped the Patriots. You know, he was the man behind the curtain. He helped the Patriots win Super Bowl 53, whether people recognize that or not. Yeah. So I think Brian Hoyer understands that's that's why he's coming back to Foxborough. He's he might you never you have I mean, granted, you never know. He may or may not take a couple snaps on offense this season in in case Jared Stidham can't handle the spotlight, which I think he can. And, and playing at playing at a place like Auburn for four years. And, and look, look look at the power that we still have. All right, so the running game's not changing. You may even see Harris that we got from Alabama, who's a really good running back. He might see some more play this year. You just got two young, possibly three young, tight ends with big bodies. And Devin Asiasi, Dalton Keene, and uh, who's the, the third one? Uh, he was a undrafted, I think, guy that we yeah, but, but you look at you look at the size of a guy like uh, Devin Asiasi out of UCLA, just massive, massive tight end, and then Dalton Keene, which everyone spoke very, very highly of coming out of Virginia, that they they called him Rambo. So I think that's uh, that's going to fit in for the personality that uh, Rob Gronkowski is leaving behind. Yep. So you've got that. Please remember, guys, we didn't have Gronk last year, so a lot of people are like, "Oh, you lost Gronk and Brady." No, Gronk was already gone. That yeah. that's not even a conversation. I've had to nip that in the butt with a lot of people. They're like, "Ah, Gronk's gone. He's been gone, and he wasn't coming back." Period. Our receiving core is stout. You have an older Julian Edelman, but age has not shown anything with him so far. You've got Marquise Lee, who's a big receiver, or I should say tall, more of a deep guy. You have Nikhil Harry, who's huge, and when he was healthy last year, played great. You've got um, Jacoby Myers, who showed, showed signs of being a good receiver. So the weapons are there. If you can just get Stidham to not turn the ball over – and be a game manager like Brady did in a system that worked not only for Brady, it worked for Jimmy G, Brissett, Castle, all these other quarterbacks who may have not done anything after they left. So, yes, Brady might have left, but that system is still intact and in place. Garoppolo excused uh, for not having done much after he left. but Yes, yes. But we also I, – I do have to say a very, very heartfelt goodbye to Steven Gaskowski. That that uh, bothered me. I'm not gonna lie. It was, I mean, he was he was getting up. I think he was the same age or around the same age as when we let Adam Minateri go. So it's I think it's sort of the same thing uh, that Belichick is realizes when something has run its course. Um, I do have to give respect where respect is due. With Steven Skowski is the leading point scorer all time for the, for the New England Patriots, and I will forever wear his jersey. I also do still have my Adam Minitari Patriots jersey, which I will also hang with pride. There's been talks that he might come back. He said he wants to keep playing. Yeah. 
but I don't I don't know where where Belichick or the or Kraft would stand on on the idea of Adam Vinatieri coming back to New England because you you know what what they want from a kicker they want to be able to kick in bad weather, and in excruciating cold and 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 crazy winds and I think we we know that Adam Vinatieri has has been capable of that in his younger years but he's he's almost fifty, and it's. He, at that age, you have to assume that he's going to be primarily a dome kicker. Um, Brad says that Bill Belichick's playbooks like the Bible. They're still going to be a top two team in the division. I agree. Um, Jimmy wants an early Super Bowl prediction. I normally don't do those because you never know who. I mean, if you're asking me right now, Tampa Bay is going to be in the Super Bowl in the NFC. AFC, I, I couldn't even tell you. I couldn't even begin to even – even go but yeah you could argue that that baltimore is prime for a run you think you could say the chiefs again the chiefs again but i i want to see what lamar jackson is actually capable of in the postseason i think that tennessee was a cinderella story and was phenomenal to watch but i don't think they can repeat that here's a bold prediction right now not to cut you off tennessee titans will not make the playoffs next year it'll be it, it'll be interesting now that they have the 17 game season yep with more oh, teams that coming is true. in, that, cause you, yep, you've got two more wild card teams. So let me let me take that statement back. Well, here's 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 the statement that you can use. Pending it were a regular sixteen game season, the Tennessee Titans would not qualify for the playoffs. No, guys, that again, like Carter hit the nail on the head. That was the Cinderella story. Um, Jimmy says, "Don't sleep on the Bills." Jimmy, I won't sleep on them. But every single year, no matter the weapons, who they have, coaching, whatever, they find a way to screw up. And until they have a year that they don't screw up, I, I got to sleep on them. Like, they, I, they, they mess I it up. I have to give the Bills the respect that they deserve. However, I think their coaching staff is, is terrible and cracks under pressure. I don't believe – that they have what it, I have I believe they have what it takes to do damage against very serious NFL teams. I believe they'll they'll have several upsets this upcoming season. But you have to also take into account that you're going that we're going to assume that there's going to be either no or very limited fan fans at the games and the Bills as you can assume thrive on the level of electricity that their fans bring to their home games. So I think the Buffalo Bills will upset some very, very big names in the league, but I also don't think that they'll go very far when they make the playoffs. Another thing, a lot of Dolphins fans have blown me up from day one when all this happened. Mind you, what Dolphins fans seem to just not even pay attention to, it's two a time, two a time, two a time. Guess what? Their plans are to sit to it for an entire year. So next year is not the year that the Dolphins just emerge. I also think with young coaching there as well that it's going to take time for them. They are set up to become a really good team and, and be more competitive than they have. Yes. I, I will say that, but I don't see them going 11 and – or 12 and 4 or whatever the number is to be exact. I, I, I don't see that yet. No, and, and, and from what we know, we know that Tua Tagovailoa Tua has injury issues, is still recovering from some, some I think it was his hip um, or, or his knee or whatever it was, a lower body injury, a very serious injury. So people weren't sure when he was going to be back to 100%. Along with that, he's still a young kid, 
and I, you got. I think if, if Fitz Magic is sticking around in in Miami, I think Tua can actually learn a thing or two from from Ryan Fitzpatrick. I so agree. It's just I I want to. I so am rooting for a head coach like Brian Flores to do well. Yep. I think he was kind of. I don't think he he had what he wanted to be able to work with in Miami uh, talent wise. But with you know the trades that they acquired, the people that they came in, um, with Tua coming in as a as a as a primed backup, it'll. I hope. I hope. I only hope for the best. Um, I just think. I, I like I said. I only hope for the best for Brian Flores. So, um, I think you know you. We saw what he was capable of as a defensive coordinator in Super Bowl Fifty Three. He did a phenomenal job um, with with the Rams, and it's uh, it's going to be interesting. It's this this. This NFL season is 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 reminiscent of when Kawhi Leonard went uh, uh, left left Toronto. He basically brought balance back to the rest of the NBA. I think I think that Tom Brady and Rob Gronkowski are in the same uh, when, with going to Tampa Bay. I think there's much more balance uh, in the rest of the NFL. I agree. Brad says Dolphins fans can turn on Xbox for ten plus years before they win ten games. Sorry, Dolphins fans. Uh, Jimmy asked, how do, how do we feel about uh, Burroughs being the starter for the Bengals? Guys, I'm not confident in any first-round draft pick or o- overall quarterback draft pick. Um, I can't remember the last time besides – you had Cam Newton who had a couple good years, but it almost seems like a jinx. Like there hasn't truly been a number one first-pick quarterback that has really, really, really succeeded for a long period of time. So I want to give Baker Mayfield credit. I think he's just gotten the short end of the stick in terms of coaching. I think that ownership, that the ownership in Cleveland should be ashamed of themselves for having a, inc- the incredible talent that they do have and just hiring bums as coaches. So I think that's where Baker Mayfield is kind of getting screwed a little bit in the fact that I, I think he is an incredible quarterback. And I think he is a great first round draft pick and will have uh, long-term success in the NFL. I just think that, the Cleveland Browns ownership needs to get everything to needs to get their stuff together and hire a coach that can not only keep him in line, but actually give him leadership where he needs it. Because right now he's, he's able to, to roam a little bit too free literally and figuratively. So I think Baker Mayfield is, is going to be an exception for that rule. I absolutely agree. Um, the NBA, uh, they're all picking back up in Orlando, uh, 24 teams or tw- I'm t- 22 it's 22 or 24. Um, Celtics, some of the players back at practice, they were rolling. I still see them rolling and being a contender in the East. We've discussed it 100 times, so no need to carry on with it. But I think me and Carter are both on the same page. We don't have the big man to really stop Milwaukee. But uh, I think we could give them a run. But if you had to ask me, Milwaukee's the team out of the East right now. Yeah, the only thing that I'll say is every if – if, if if quarantine and COVID didn't happen and everything was 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 normal, and the seating the seating was the way it was, I think Philadelphia would actually have a legitimate shot at getting past Boston finally, because their home record is in, is what you know prior to the shutdown was incredible. Yep. But we also know that Philadelphia's away record was abysmal, and I think that's what is going to give the Celtics the real advantage here is that Philadelphia. They're pro- probably their biggest, their biggest rival in the East right now. 
can't play away from home. That in Philly reminds me of the Buffalo Bills of the NBA. They find a way to screw it up every year, every year in the playoffs or towards the end of the season. They find a way to screw up, and they don't scare me until once again they finally get over that hump of screwing up. I I just I, I don't know. They uh, Jimmy said they're playing an eight game regular season. And then playoffs, I believe Celtics will make the Eastern Conference Finals against the Bucks, but the Bucks will play the Lakers in the West. I do not want to see LeBron James get another trophy. I Yes, let me disclose this on the camera, on the record, everything. I am a LeBron hater. Never a fan. Amazing athlete. One of the best ever. But the man had to piece his teams together to win championships. And you can say what you want about Jordan having Pippen and all that, but I think Jordan made the players around him better. LeBron does the same thing, but he goes to Miami where there's already a superstar. Only reason he comes back was because Wade was there and they knew Kyrie was coming. And then he goes to the Lakers knowing Anthony was going. So he's always had to use other all-stars to be able to win a championship instead of the team that's built around him. That's my two cents. Sorry for the rant. <laughs> no, just, no apology needed. I mean, I love I love watching LeBron play. I think I think we're it's going to be a very long time before we see someone that change that impacts the game the way he does. Um, but it's 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 a guy you have to you have to love to hate. So yeah. Now, don't if he was a Celtic, I'd love him. <laughs> I'd love him if he was a Celtic. It's like it's almost like the Brad Marchand of hockey. Everybody hates him, but he's a Bruin. I love him. If he was on another team doing what he does, I probably wouldn't. So as long as the Celtics can make a good run and the Lakers not win the championship, I'd be okay with that. But the Celtics are built for the future. It looks like they're going to just unload cash to Tatum at the end of the year. Um, I do think the Celtics are set up for a good long-term team at a young age and aren't in the Lakers scenario where it's we got to win it now. Which Boston's been that way for a while, guys, and we've been blessed if you think about it. All of our teams have always been set up for a long-term success rather than a short-term success. Um, when I hear people talk about the Patriots dynasty is over, what, what considers it to be over? Tom Brady left New England. So, oh, dynasty is over? No, let us play another year. To me, a dynasty ends when, you, when you're not even playoff ready. If you can't make a playoff, you're not dynasty ready. Jimmy said, let's bring Taco in for the playoffs. That would be awesome. I would love Taco to be in the playoffs. Yeah. I mean, he, I mean, I think it would make a lot more sense if there would be fans in this, in the stands, because you see how they take it up a notch when he gets on the court. But um, I don't think, I, I personally don't think he's ready yet. I think he needs another season yeah. or two. Uh, before he actually sees playoff basketball, but that's just my two cents. Nope, I agree with you. Um, to wrap this up a little bit, guys, not a whole lot to talk about baseball. I'm very disappointed in the players, uh, and I'll let you speak to it too, Carter. I just don't like if, – if they're coming out saying, guys, we're going to play half a season, you're going to get half your pay. That's like if I were to go to work tomorrow and tell my boss, hey, I'm going to work a half a day tomorrow, but you're going to pay me full pay for a whole day. No. The owners, the organizations, they're making no money right now. None. And for the people like, owners got plenty of money. 
that their personal pocket is different. Their business is not making any money right now. Their business, when the teams come back, will not make any money except television. But there'll be no fans. There'll be no. Yeah, it's it's going to be uh, it's going to be interesting. I mean, it seems like as of the last couple of days, Major League Baseball and the MLBPA are starting to actually to actually negotiate rather than the MLB Players Association just shutting down what the league has offered. It seems like now they're going to get down to the nitty gritty because uh, the, the league, I think it was they offered a 76 or something game season. And now the Players Association just finally, for the first time, I think it was countered with uh, an 85-game season. So I think we're actually going to see – I think we may, we may see baseball, uh, but it's going to be interesting to see what the ultimate decision is. But it seems like they're actually negotiating now rather than the Players Association just shooting down every offer. Yeah, and my, I just – it goes back to the money aspect to me, guys. Yeah, like – I get it. You, nobody wants to take a pay cut, period. But if you're playing half a season, you're going to get half your pay. Like, where, where's the argument there as a player? Even if I'm trying to look at it from a player's standpoint, if you don't play, you're not getting paid anyways. So play the half a season and get your half a pay. Like, it's just, it's, it's mind-boggling to me that I, I get it multi-million dollar people live multi-million dollar lifestyles so they do have more stuff they need to pay for and their life is more expensive due to how they live based off of their paycheck but if there's not going to be a full season you're not getting your full pay period and i will argue with anybody until i'm blue in the face i just the thing is carter if the mlb does not have a season it's going to be in a major hole to come out of because people have already been in the talks recently of many fans. The games are too long. The season's too long. I don't like this. I don't like that. They're having trouble packing stadiums. And now you're talking about possibly not even having a 2020 season at all. Have fun picking up in 2021 because it's going to be rough. Yeah. It's going to be really hard to recover from if, if they can't agree on how to, how to run the season. A lockout's one thing. No season is another. I get it. Yeah. There's no playing on either side of it, but a lockout is due to negotiations. A no season because players want to get paid, that, that's a huge hole, period. And I hate to see it because it is America's game, and it, it's fun to turn it on on the 4th of July and watch some baseball, Sunday night baseball on ESPN. It's fun to watch. But MLB, understand this now. <laughs> If you guys don't get your crap together soon, I don't know what baseball is going to be like in the future. Exactly. Oh. That's all I've got. You got anything else to end on, Carter? Sure, yeah. I, I just wanted to, to say for everyone who's listening, uh, Brandon and I, before, this, before we started recording, we agreed that we didn't really want to touch on everything that's going on right now just because we wanted, A, to keep it to sports, and, and B, I think we both agree that everything that's – that's been said has been said and, and, and the progress that's being made is, is continuing to be made. And I, you know, I'm not going to speak too much further on it just because for the, for the reasons I just said, but I, Brandon and I can both say with, with absolute confidence that we 
absolutely stand for inclusion. We stand for equality and, and anybody who doesn't can, can, uh, can go take a walk. Yeah. So that's where I'm going to stand on that. Can kick rock. They, they can kick rocks at that point. So, um, we're so glad you guys are back. Uh, thanks for all the support, not leaving the page, still trying to reach out to us. Um, we greatly appreciate it. As you guys know, we're rolling with 300 and something followers on both Facebook and Instagram. So please make sure you're sharing this. Uh, we're trying to continue growing. Uh, our shirt sales have stopped completely because everybody's in quarantine, financial issues for a lot of people. Um, so we both don't feel it's right to be trying to advertise product because uh, it's just not right. So um, as always, it's off the post Boston sports. It's all sports, all Boston, all the time. Carter, I'm out. Everybody have a good one. Peace.